love it. I'm a big fight fan. That's uh, Bruce Buffer, the voice of UFC, doing that intro. I still kind of geek out a little bit about it. Welcome, everybody, to Doghouse Saloon. We are live inside Resorts World. Matt West Now Podcast. I'm Matt and uh, presented by the Bullfighters Only, the BFO. If you're here today, tomorrow, or next weekend, or you're coming in, you're listening to this at home, make sure you are here. 1.30 in the afternoon, December 3rd, 4th, 9th, 10th, and 11th as the best bullfighters in the world do battle with some of the scariest animals on the planet. That's happening later on this week here at Resorts World. But today we're live at the Doghouse Saloon with uh, one of my favorite guests we're going to do over these 10 days, Shane Smith from Shane Smith and the Saints. How's it going, buddy? What's up, man? Uh, Glad to be here. So happy that you're here because I'm going to be honest with you. I had reached out to, to the folks putting this thing together and said, I really want to have Shane on. I'm a big fan. And then all of a sudden, something else happened, and I went, shit. He's going to back out. I'm never going to be able to do this or not. No, no. Life's been kind of crazy the last few weeks. It's been really cool, yeah. Yeah, we, had, uh, we were featured on uh, the TV show Yellowstone and that uh, we're all big fans of. And um, obviously, that you know, gave us a lot of extra traction, and it's been a crazy couple weeks. Man, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you have the number one song on iTunes country? I, th- I think it was, like, number three or something like that. It was the number one most Shazammed song. That's what it was. That's think, what it was. Across all genres at one point. And um, anyway, so, yeah, we've never had anything like that before. But What's was, that like? I mean, cool. because everybody's sitting at home, and they hear this song, and they just, I guarantee, they're Shazamming it while they're watching. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and whenever it, so it aired on two different episodes. I think it was episode three and four of this uh, most recent fourth season that's rolling out right now. And uh, anyways, whenever that first episode happened, we uh, we were playing, we were on tour in Virginia Beach, and it was a Sunday night, and we ended up uh, asking the venue because they had this big screen in the venue and we asked if we could turn it into like a watch party for that episode and then play the show after and they let us do that and so literally everybody that had showed up for the show was like you know dead quiet like it was a movie you know watching the episode and uh anyways it was a lot of fun i saw you posted that on instagram and i was like that is the coolest thing ever. Just yeah. stop the con- or hold the concert off a little bit. Yeah. What, what was everybody that bought a ticket? Every how how was their reaction? Everybody was cool except for like three three uh, older people were pissed like super pissed about it. But other than that, it why? Was, I, I don't know. Just they because they came to see you play? Yeah, yeah. Old bastards. I don't know. They didn't want to wait the extra like whatever hour or so. so. I just think that's cool. Like, had I been there as a fan to be able to share that moment because yeah. you hadn't seen it before. Had and you? we were all just sitting out there in a table with everybody. Right. I mean, just you know, hang, every- hanging out with everybody. It was really, it was cool. That's was everything back. you want to do as a fan. Yeah, yeah. That's how I saw it, at least. As uh, well, that's so. cool. But that was the first time you had seen the episode. Yeah, yeah. And then. I'm assuming the place kind of goes nuts when they hear it. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, it was obviously everybody that was there was there for a show of ours anyway. And so right. it was like they were all anticipating it as well. And so. Did um, you kind of give them a little heads up? Like, this is why we're watching? Yeah. Or, okay. I think the venue announced to everybody that that was going to be happening. But That's so cool, man. I got to ask you this, though. After watching it, now do you have to change the band's name to Shane Smith and the mother... In Saints? <laughs> no. 
I don't. My mother is like super <laughs> upset with me right now because our merch guy put out a shirt that says it. You have to. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you have to do it, but my mom is like not talking to me right now. And, so And Taylor's so aggressive when he says it, too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, sure. it's emphatic. I, I said, man, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. They might have to change their name now. No, dude, it was hilarious. That's, that's so Loved funny it. to me. Now, were you... Were you a fan of the show beforehand? Yeah, yeah, really, definitely. Uh, I, I now I had been I was behind though going into the fourth season. I had to like speed watch through the end of the third, and uh, and watch like a recap video or something as well. And so. I was behind going into the third season because the first two mm-hmm. I just I never took took the time. My wife was hooked, and she's like, "You got to watch this. You got to see it." And I was like, "Absolutely not." And I'm walking through the living room one day, and I see a really good buddy of mine, and I'm like. I, wait, I've stayed at his house. What? I've slept on his couch. What is this? And she's like, that's Yellowstone. And I was like, oh, okay. So I sat down and I watched a few minutes and yeah. it's like all these rodeo guys I know. Yeah. Okay, I can get into this. So I went back to the first season, binge watched the whole thing. Yeah. I'm hooked now, man. Yeah, it's, it's so easy. cool. It's, it's so cool. And it's so cool to me that, like, I don't know Taylor Sheridan personally, but it's so cool to me that they're intentionally putting all these independent artists yep. on it, you know, because it's like, Usually, with with the licensing, like the way that works for TV and film, I mean, if you're not on like a major label, and right. you know, uh, it's really difficult to get your foot through the door. Um, at least, I mean, we've never had it. You know, I've been right. doing this for what, like ten years or something, and I've, we've never had it placed on a TV show or, or movie or anything until this. And um, it just goes to show you, they're clearly, you know, they're intentionally. Putting some effort into that, you know? how'd that come about? I mean, did did you guys reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? I, I believe you they reached out to our management and said that they wanted to license the song, and then we went through the whole process, and we we're obviously really excited about it. Yeah. And um, and then, like at the end of the conversation, it was like, by the way, we're gonna think give the band a name, like shout out in the episode, and we were like, what? What do you mean? And they like wouldn't tell us any details of it, but. Um, so, you know, we waited like eight months or something after we were initially contacted about it. And uh, Did you have to keep it a did, I didn't know if it was going to happen, if it wasn't going to happen or whatever. And, and until Virginia Beach, when we were sitting there watching it live, like I didn't know if there was going to be a shout out or, or not. And then sure enough, they said our name. And that's, that's a huge part as to what, you know, has helped us out so much over the last several weeks. Not just the song placement, but them... You know, intentionally saying that. So. You have no idea how many text messages and DMs I've got since I said you were coming here today. Oh my God, I hate that I'm not going to be in Vegas. I mean, it's insane. And That's cool. just, just like you guys right now are incredibly popular, and I, I think it's cool because we didn't really know each other. I just yeah, yeah. got to know you, and, and I can tell already. Uh, I'm a, I'm an even bigger fan now than I was before, so that's, that's cool. cool, man. Well, yeah, it's good to meet you as well. I appreciate you, you know, letting me be a part Huge, of it. Yeah, man. You said you guys go back uh, about a decade. What started this whole music thing for you? Uh, I mean, kind of like same old, you know, story with what you normally hear. Like my brother, one of my older brothers, started playing guitar when he was in college just for fun, and you know, I. Obviously, the second I saw him doing it, I wanted to do it, and so I went and bought a guitar, and one thing led to another, and then I was just hooked on it, and um, just looked up stuff online, like chords, and how to, 
you know, different you things. Yourself. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, so like I can't read sheet music to save my life. Like I have no idea, you know, but um, I hope to one day, but <laughs> <laughs> I definitely can't. And uh, anyway, so yeah, it started out like that. And then I started writing songs, started playing. Uh, my buddy was in uh, FFA and 4-H and they would have like the district, you know, the chapter meetings and stuff. Uh, and we would be the entertainment for, for those. Was it and, just you and another guy? Or yeah, me and one or? other buddy of mine, Tom Rogers. In, really? In uh, Kaufman, Texas, yeah. yeah. And that kind of sparked the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, we would, we would do those and, um, and uh, just play like Robert Earl Keane and Randy Rogers cover songs and, you That's know, a- Cody Canada and the... All those guys. Um, Everything that was amazing music is what you're telling me. Because, like, that's, yeah, yeah. that's my college years right there. Yeah, yeah. Ragweed and Bolin and Randy Rogers, Pat Green. Like, it was, it was such, a, such a good place to be in music. Yeah. Like for me, as a young 20-year-old guy or whatever, um, man, there was so much good music out there. Were, were you in Oklahoma during that time? I was like, in Oklahoma State during that uh, time. God. And actually, <laughs> um, actually... My roommate's brother was the stage manager for Ragweed, and uh, so like, and I, I don't know. Do you remember a band called No Justice? Yeah, absolutely. So me and the guitar player would meet at this adult establishment every afternoon at about four o'clock and yeah. have a cocktail or nine or ten or whatever. Right. So like I was a big music fan, man. That's awesome. It was so much fun. Man, Oklahoma was a a place to be, you know, in the you know early two thousands, especially. I feel like. Um, with all that music it was crazy i feel like it was similar to what you hear about nashville way back in the day like you could pop into any little bar and just hear some of the most amazing musicians and and great music yeah yeah totally from what i hear kind of like austin is now like (laughs) man austin i think used to be like that um like in the 60s 70s 80s and then it started to you know, die off a little bit because, and there's still great music. Don't get me wrong in Austin, but it's not, I feel like a lot of it in the same way that Broadway in Nashville has kind of shifted all their entertainment over to like just cover bands and and stuff like that, which is nothing wrong with it, but you don't come across like, um, you know, you don't come across like, uh, all that unique of bands, you know, when, when it's set up like that. And that's kind of ha- what's happened with Austin, in I, my opinion. I think the world's changed so much that back in the day, you had to kind of know you had something special to oh, yeah. make the move to Nashville. or to, sure. to, And now it's like everybody just, every shitty musician <laughs> throws their stuff in a car and tries it. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very fortunate time to be trying to pursue it right now. Like, yeah. I've thought about that so much. Like, um same thing, I've thought about like Cross Canadian, Ragweed and Cody and them, like, you know, what would their situation look like if they didn't start out in the late 90s right. with like Napster and LimeWire yep. and all their music getting Ill- illegally downloaded, like yeah. if it was all monetized on Spotify or, you know, if that existed back, like they would have, yeah, they would be like the biggest southern rock band in America, in yeah. my opinion. I yeah. think they would be up there with like I know, agree, like so a new cool. age Leonard Skinner or something. Like, which yeah, that's perfect because they kind of fit into that southern rock kind of vein. Uh, you I mean, guys, think about that though. Like, how many times people were listening to the like how much their music was listened to in the late it. '90s and through the early 2000s that was just not accounted for yep. at all, and they never got paid for. You yeah. know, it's like. It's crazy. Uh, does that does that make you mad? It makes me. It makes mad. me super mad. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, 
you know, at the end of the day, I'm just thankful that we're getting to do it at the time that we're doing it. And, um, and thankful to live in a time where, you know, we're all based in Texas and like Texas and Oklahoma. And there's like this network of people that truly like go out of their way, not only to support you, but like promote you um, through word of mouth. And like, it's a, it's a really organic growth, you know, that when it comes to fan bases or it can be, that's what it's been for us. And, um, I'm, I'm super thankful for that. I'm glad that it wasn't like a, a TikTok song or something that went viral and, and then we got a bunch of attention off of that. I'm yeah. glad that it was like an organic build. You don't put a lot of like just you playing out on social media. No. Uh, I feel like every musician on the planet right now is just throwing darts at a dartboard on yeah. their TikTok, their Instagram. Which is great. I mean, I don't, you know, I think it's... It's making a lot of them really well That's known, right. you know? I mean, it's working. Um, but, but to me, I feel like you're very, and, and I could be wrong, but I feel like you're particular about what you put out there because, because it means more to you, maybe? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have a really, like, I have a really hard time uh, recording other people's songs. Like, um, there's, it's a weird thing, but, like, from when I first started, all the stuff I was playing was um, either covers that I like loved or songs that I was writing. And right. as a result of that, you kind of develop a relationship with your songs. And if you don't feel like a, if, if you don't feel something from what you're singing about, like it's kind of hard to get married to the song and record it. And that's how it is for me. Like, um, and, and so, you know, I, and I'm not the quickest songwriter in the world. I take my time with it and it, it, a lot of times takes, you know, even a couple years for a song to get finished. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm just patient with it, and I don't rush it very much. You know? it, to me, it shows, and especially in the live album, I don't know what it is, man, but there's something about the live album that you guys put out where, like, your voice, it feels like there's so much emotion in it. And, and I... I don't know. I'm assuming it be, it comes from exactly what you're talking about. But like, I listen to it and I'm like, man, this guy's like into it, super into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I'm, I appreciate it. I yeah. appreciate it a lot. It was a when we recorded that. Um, I mean, we had just been to like hell and back. You know, there was like a we we recorded this like for people don't know that don't know this. We just put out a live album and we recorded it a year ago out in like the far, far like West Texas desert outside of a town called Terlingua. And um, anyways, went out there with two generators and about, you know, 15 camera guys and a crew and, and our bus <laughs> and somehow got it out there. And uh, anyways, this guy let us go out on his property and we, we recorded a whole live, uh, a live full band show. And, we had this massive storm blow in because you couldn't see the weather systems in Mexico on the weather apps. Really? Yeah. And so, like, we had no clue it was it was coming for us. And it never rains out there, you right. know. And so um, it was 1 in the morning. Uh, we were meant to start filming, like, 30 minutes before sunrise and catch the sun coming up right. at our backs and uh, during the set. And... Um, at one in the morning the night before we could just hear they were ready for us to sound check finally they had set up everything really and it was way up on this plateau 
probably like two, three hundred feet. Like yeah, you know, it, uh, we had to load all the gear up there, get it all set up, and at one in the morning, ready for sound check. Massive storm comes in, like, and when I say like storm, I mean like the drum kit is like a hundred yards, like not playing down around. the hill. Like I yeah. mean, it was not messing around, and our our bus was. Not just a little tipping rain. back and forth on. I mean, it was like in, it was crazy. So at some point, do you think we're not going to be able to do that? Yeah, yeah. None of us thought we were going to be able to because right after that, it started. It was pouring down, raining, um, and so we pretty much had to get the tarps we had, cover up what we could, get to the bus, wait, wait it out till morning. And at about five in the morning, we woke up, had to reset up everything, finished at about eight started filming with no sound check or anything really that's crazy to me that's what that's the wild part to me is when i listen back to that yeah and i and i know like like none of us even had like in-ears like really we had them in but none of them were working like we couldn't get them to work and um uh I just I can't believe it sounds the way it sounds like given you know the situation when you're doing like four-part harmonies and you can't hear each other i mean it's like it was you know, it's not ideal yeah. <laughs> to record, but it, it just worked. I don't know. I, I, I Now knowing that, it makes me love that album even more because yeah. I love it. I mean, it and just the acoustic, sounds so good. That acoustic set, the only reason that happened was because another storm came in. So you had heard. In the middle of that, that set. Like really? after Little Bird or like the full band set, we had to shut down again. And we were like, well, we need to film somewhere. And so we just you know threw everything out the window and we're like all right let's just do an acoustic yeah. broken down thing no sound check sat down in pews they put two mics in front of us and that was it like i've heard a real but that, that i mean that's a little it's crazy unreal like, I actually i could not believe that it turned out the way it did like, it, it's amazing two condenser mics so do you think you want to try another live album like that? <laughs> Man, not, no, not like that. Maybe inside. The next one needs to be like Green Hall or like Maybe somewhere. Maybe an you arena know, or somewhere like that. A controlled setting <laughs> for sure. Uh, music business can be frustrating, I- I'm assuming. Uh, have you had those moments where you're like, "Man, we've been doing this a long time. Let's pack it up or do anything else? Or are you just straightforward, we're making this I mean, work? I think it's... No, I mean, I, you definitely question it all the time. You definitely, like, uh, that's the thing is, like, even even for people that, like, quote-unquote make it, yeah. like, make it big, I mean, there's still that decision in the back of your head that's, like, should we keep doing this or should we, like, try to balance more with our home life and, right. like, if we're going to start a family and this and that, you know, it's, like... Um, there were there were bands that I was huge fans of that broke up over stuff like that, even after they were like established. Same. And um, and so, you know, that's always a question. I think it'll always be a question. But I'm just trying. I'm trying really hard to just find a really good balance with it. You know, I'm not like I'm not doing it the way I was doing it early on, where it's just like go 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 go. Yep. You know, like just gone all the time. I'm trying to just balance it out and. And keep growing and, and just get better at what we're doing. So. It's funny because, and, and I'm guilty too, but like fans, we, we get so upset if, if a band breaks up or if our favorite performer decides to retire or call it quits or whatever. But 
what you don't realize is the time away from home, and, and the older all of us get, the more precious that time at home is. For like, sure. I'm married and I have two dogs. I don't even have kids. I got two dogs, and I don't want to leave home. Like, I almost right. break down in tears every time I leave. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like leaving my dogs. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to be on the road. Yeah. When you spend enough time away from home, you kind of get this. Uh, it's just it hits different when you got to yeah. go back out, you know, and so. Uh, Anyways, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's a ton of fun. It's a uh, really unique opportunity that we get to to have the jobs that we have. But at the same time, it comes with a big cost, and uh, and you got to be extremely careful, you know, with how you balance that. I always say, man, I'd give anything for a weekend at home or a weekend off. Right, I just right. want a weekend off. And then I get a weekend off, and about three, four days into that week, my wife looks at me, and, and she's like, you need to just go drive or <laughs> Yeah, for you, sure. You got that itch to get back that. out there. Yeah, yeah. When you started music, and you kind of mentioned some bands, but who was it that you were really looking at, that you were listening to? What did you, what did you really start on? Man, it was a bunch, bunch of different uh, directions. There was... Are you a country guy? Are you... Yeah, so, so like my cousin... And my cousins and aunts and uncles, they kind of exposed me to more of like the singer-songwriters and country. And, um, you know, my dad was a huge fan of like oldies music, like Righteous Brothers, Temptations, uh, Otis Redding, Percy Sledge, like all those type of guys. And so that's like, I grew up listening to a ton of that. And my mom was listened to a ton of gospel music and she had a cousin that was in like a Christian uh, band called Phillips Craig and Dean that was really big back in the 90s and so I listened you know it was like this weird combination like but my cousin was the one that kind of exposed me to more of like the singer-songwriter stuff and um, he sent me like some uh, obviously like Pat Pat Green and um, you know Kevin Fowler and people like that that were you know, really starting to make a lot of traction at that time. But the ones I were, I was really, really drawn to was like Ray Wiley Hubbard. Yep. Um, and, uh, storytellers, you know, Hayes Carl. Yeah. Um, Hayes Carl, Adam Carroll. I'm a huge fan of Adam Carroll. Um, and, uh, Ryan Bingham had just put out his like mescal or no, his uh, wishbone saloon, this album that he put out before Mescalito. And I was just listening to all that stuff just nonstop. And, really? um, and it made me uh, just really appreciate, like, not people that just sing songs, but, like, people that write the songs they're singing and, like, you know, take the time to put pen to paper. And it's not easy to do. It's, yeah. You know, it takes a long time to, to develop. And uh, anyways, I just found a respect for that that I didn't, I, I was never aware of. And so that's what made me want to start writing a ton. I think a lot of people move to Nashville or Austin or wherever it is or pick up a guitar and they think, well, I can sit down and write a song. But, it, I mean, it, it's, it's not that simple. It, it just, for me, even talking for a living sometimes, I feel like if it's an emotional story that I'm trying to tell or whatever, like I struggle to find the words or I at least think I struggle to yeah. find the words for those right situations to put them together. So uh, hats off to you, because that's an incredible talent. No, yeah, I appreciate it. It's just, you know, it's, it's uh, like I said before, though, I'm not quick with it. I, yeah. I really, I take a long time, and, uh, and that's why I'm not 
probably not the most ideal person to get in like a songwriting session with yeah. with like other guys because they're all going ninety to nothing. I'm sitting there like I'm I'm not right. I'm not married to this line, you know. Like I can't relate to this line. You want to write by yourself or or yeah, you always by or? myself normally, and then I write with my wife some. Uh, really, she's written on a couple songs with me, and then um, and she's got a awesome mind for music and just as a music lover uh has shown me like so much music that i never would have come across you know does she does she sing does she play no no she sings for fun you know really stuff like that but um uh yeah i mean i've written with her and i've written with uh my buddy jonathan terrell in austin and uh actually one of the newer songs we're about to be releasing i wrote with him can you tell us about it? Yeah, it's a uh, so we just recorded two new songs. One of them is uh, called "Fire in the Ocean," is okay. the one that I wrote, and then uh, there's a song called "Hummingbird" that I uh, wrote with Jonathan. And uh, we recorded. There's a band out of Austin called the Black Pumas. I don't know if you've heard of them, but you should check them out. An incredible, like super talented band, and um, and they've exploded. I think won like a couple Grammys last year. Oh, sweet. And um, we recorded with uh, Adrian Casada, the guy that founded uh, Black Pumas. And um, anyway, so yeah, we we haven't announced a release date. You don't have any you, <laughs> on them. Okay, damn. Yeah, trying to trying to sneak in. Yeah, I know, I know, but I, I don't have go, that yet. I want to go back to writing with the wife. Have you guys had arguments over like a song or a line to where one of you like it and the other one doesn't? Yeah, I mean it's. Who wins in that situation? <laughs> no, I mean, it's more, and it's super rare that we do that. You know, it's not like a regular occurrence because we're constantly trying to, like, get away from yeah. the music. You know, when I'm home, like, let's let's shelve it and live our lives and, you know, be around my brothers and, yeah. you know, our neighbors and stuff like that, try to live a normal life. But on the times that we do ride together, it's... Uh, it's cool. Uh, there's there's a song called Whiskey and Water uh, that we have that she wrote on that one. Uh, Parliament Smoke she wrote on that one with me, and uh, Born and Raised the duet song we wrote together that um, was like my like the story of my grandparents in the first verse and the story from her grandparents in the second verse and just kind of that That's whole so deal. So cool, man. So yeah, That's so cool. Well, we're in Vegas, obviously a national finals rodeo. Um, any any rodeo in your background at all? I mean, what, what, were you ever around Man, I, as a kid? I don't. I don't. I've got like relatives and everybody that like you know ran cattle and stuff like yeah. that. But I never uh, never was in rodeo. You know, the closest I was to rodeo was uh, doing those 4-H yeah. and FFA, like uh, you know the little chapter meetings when we would be the entertainment yeah. for them. Um, but anyways, yeah, I I, I really want to like. We've come out here, I think, three times um, to play this, but every time we're out here, I'm only in town for like 24 hours, or like it's really quick, and I've never gotten to go to one of the rodeo events. Which, like, which is a I've blessing and a curse, because you want to go. But I want to go time. bad. Like I really want to. I really want to. You know, just experience it. And um, but it's always just. You know, it's. it's you guys a are busy. I mean, you're busy this week. You're you're yeah, busy yeah. here. You guys land, and it's. Work, 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 work. You got to go. Yeah, yeah. And tonight we've actually we've got a show um, uh, for the Huey Huey after party over at Brooklyn Bowl uh, that we're playing with our buddy uh, Ian Munsick and uh, 
he plays at like nine thirty, and then we go on at about eleven. Yeah, he's, so. he's been out on tour with Cody Johnson, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to Easton Corbin a couple of nights ago, and he said, "Man, the kid's blowing up. Like, yeah, he's dude, really, he's good. killing it. He's killing it. Uh, we saw him at a festival this last summer up in Kansas, and uh, that was the first I'd I'd ever met him. But um, super people, nice guy. Do you have people that like you just like go back and, and you enjoy listening to? I mean, do you, do you do you ever listen to your own stuff? No, it's a random weird. I don't. Question. The only thing I do is like I'll listen to voice memos right. on my phone, like when I'm writing. Who do you listen to? Like, like if if you guys are traveling, you're on the road. Like, I mean, what's the what's the go to for you? Man, it's like completely across the board. Yep. Like, um, I still love listening to like oldies, like the yep. stuff I was talking about from my dad. Um, still love listening to you know like Righteous Brothers and like Sam Cooke and like all those really? guys. Yeah, and uh, I also um, just as equally love still listening to like Hayes Carl and yep. and um, and Bingham and and all those guys. And um, but I'm also down to listen to newer stuff, right. Too, you know, and like Kings of Leon and like a oh, bunch of so you good. know rock bands and Mumford and Sons. You know, they uh, yeah. I mean, just it's kind all like, kinds like, of stuff. Like you'd be surprised at all the stuff like. There's everything from rap to R&B to oldies yeah. to, you know, blues, like yeah. everything. I, I love it. Music yeah. music is so powerful. And I know that sounds a little cheesy and cliche, but, like, no matter what mood you're in, you can find something to just keep that energy turned up. For sure. For um, sure, yeah. If it, it, have you had one of those moments? Let me ask you this instead. If you had to pick one person to go watch their show right now, live, dead, who would it be? And the only reason I, I had an Ooh, Uber Led driver Zeppelin. ask me this the other day. Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin, yeah. Really? 100%. Just, I mean. I mean, they were just, I think they were the best rock band in history. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I awesome. think, I, debatably, I think they will forever be the, yeah. you know. I mean, there was just so, like, what they brought to the table was just so unique to them. Yeah. You know, it's like you had the Beatles, and the Beatles, you know, same thing. They had their own thing. I'm just more of a fan of Led Zeppelin, but the Beatles were completely unique. Uh, and then you see all these bands come right after them that sound just like the yeah. Beatles, you know, or yeah. they were trying to sound like the Beatles. And same thing with Led Zeppelin. Like a lot of bands were just trying to sound like Led Zeppelin. And it's like, you know, I mean, he's walking out there with the you know, fiddle bow on the electric guitar. It's like nobody had done that stuff before, you know, and that was all unique to them. By the way, fiddle, to me, one of the most important instruments in music. Yeah. So thank you guys for, for sharing a little bit of that. Yeah, Bennett, Bennett Brown, Kentucky. Really? Yeah, Kentucky Brown. He's, uh, he's the guy I, I started everything with in really? Austin, yeah. So it started out as you two? Yeah, it started out as, well, it started as me in East Texas, and I was going to a junior college out there, uh, Tyler Junior College, and uh, recorded my first little EP or CD or whatever. And uh, then when I moved to Austin, I was playing like acoustic shows at like El Arroyo, the Mexican food, like on Dollar Margarita Nights and <laughs> stuff like that, and uh, Hills Cafe and all these places, and... And then I met Bennett. Uh, he was playing with another band at the time. And um, anyways, we just, he hopped on to all of 
all the shows that I was doing, and we just started playing as a duo. Where did the name come from? The Saints, because most musicians I know, not Saints. No, not yeah. even close. I don't honestly. I I don't really remember like where it where it really? came from. I just know um, at one time it was the Six Gun Saints, and then it <laughs> changed. We were friends with Ray Wiley Hubbard and Judy Hubbard. Like yeah. once I moved to Austin, got to know them. She was managing us. Uh, for a short period of time until, you know, we were too much to handle. <laughs> and um, anyways, but they were the ones that were like, Shane, you know, you know, it's a great name, but it's a little long, you know, you need to shorten the name, you know. And so anyways, we ended up being, you know, Shane Smith and the Saints. I'm just trying to picture that on a T-shirt. Like, there's no room for anything. Oh, no, the there's name. so many S's oh, my everywhere. Gosh, I mean, it's just man. like... Bad, I don't know. I mean, that might be better than the new name. Yeah. Shane Smith and the... Mom might be happier with it. Yeah, mom would for sure be happier with it. Um, Wrapping up here, I know you got so much to do, and I, and I just appreciate you taking the time to hang out. No, with yeah. Today. I'm but glad if, to be here. If you were going to collab with somebody, anybody, same question, like the concert thing. If you were going to sit down, write a song, record it, and perform it with anybody you could handpick, who would it be? Um... I know, right on the spot. That's a tough one. Honestly, Dolly Parton. What? Maybe Dolly Parton. A, a lot of Dolly Parton fans here in the doghouse. Yeah, apparently. that'd be cool. Or just like, a lot of drunk you know, people. That, that Really? Dolly Parton? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, Didn't that expect would, that, that one. That would probably <laughs> be my, yeah, I think doing a, having a duet with Dolly Parton is about as cool as it gets. What do you think the song would be about? Not islands in a stream or anything like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. It's but the most random shit I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Yeah, man. It'd be cool, though. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, I, I know you got a lot going on. Again, we're looking forward to some new music coming out. Who knows when? Um, I, I just, I'm excited for you. Everything that's happened the last few weeks, everything that's just going to continue to keep happening, I feel like this is just the beginning for you. No, oh, well, I, I very much appreciate it. It's taken a... A hell of a hustle to get, you know, get to this place, but it's been, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks has been uh, incredible. So worth you know, it. We're very thankful. worth all the years. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. It's uh, it's it's been a wild, wild ride so far, but uh, we're just super thankful for everybody listening. If they're new and they've been living under a rock, how do they follow you? Social media, all the all uh, the things. I mean. Uh, it's just Shane Smith and the Saints. Uh, if you Google that, and uh, we're on, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, there's an app called Bands in Town that I highly recommend people download because uh, that'll tell you where our tour dates are, and yep. uh, it'll send you a text message, you know, if we're coming near you. And it's awesome. So that helps us a lot. So if you're here in Vegas, make sure you check them out. If you're at home and they come anywhere near you, buy a ticket. I, I'm still a guy that likes to buy CDs because I think, well, the guy took the picture. He needs a paycheck. And the guy that put the case together, he needs a paycheck. I still go out and buy physical music. So yeah. just buy the damn merchandise. Buy the T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. buy, the, buy your music, yeah. people. I know it it's helps. easy. But, I mean, it's, 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 it's a job. It's a living. For and sure, yeah. Support people that you, that you enjoy, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, well, man. make sure you support Shane Smith 
and the Saints or the Six Gun Saints or the MF and Saints or whatever. <laughs> but Shane Smith is a, a hell of a guy, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, my yeah, friend. Thank Thanks, you. buddy. Yeah. Continued success. Good Absolutely. luck. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. I Thanks to the Bullfighters it. Only for presenting Matt West Now. one thirty today, actually, and tomorrow, and next weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the finals, the World Championships of Bullfighting happening right here at Resorts World. Big thanks to the BFO for making it all possible. Thanks to everybody hanging out here, the Doghouse Saloon inside Resorts World, and most importantly, thanks to Shane Smith from Shane Smith and the Saints. Matt West, Matt L. West on social media. Follow along, all things happening. No yawning. Cut that crap out. It's time to keep this party going. Thanks for hanging out with us here today. We'll see you tomorrow.